Hi everyone and welcome back to All About Fertility podcast. I'm Ella and today I'm speaking to the beautiful Rose who's talking to me about her journey. Thank you so much for um, joining us today and we actually haven't met um, because we were introduced by a mutual friend who connected us and funny Mm -hmm. enough we actually had the same fertility specialist right? Yeah we did. (laughs) I think I think I found that out via Instagram, by one of your Instagram posts and reached oh, out to Oh, really? You. Yeah. Oh, yes, and you did. Yes, that was it. It was the last expo and I had um, announced that he was um, talking, right, at the talking Correct. At the expo. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And I couldn't make that expo because that was the day I had my embryo transfer. <laughs> yes, and I think um, Dr. Sachs had said to you, don't bother, go, just go home and rest. <laughs> correct yes (laughs) well rose thank you so much for um taking the time to speak with me and welcome so what i would love is if you could just introduce yourself um tell us a bit about yourself what you do Mm -hmm. uh 35 years old um yes i am married to my husband of three years now not long ago we had our three-year anniversary congrats Thank you. Yeah, born and bred in Sydney, uh, currently working media advertising, so quite a fast-paced environment. Also currently pregnant. <laughs> um, going into my, thank you, going into my third trimester next week. So yeah. very exciting and um, I guess through the circumstances now with COVID, just making the most out of mm. the downtime at home and um, yes. just getting as much relaxation in as possible. Absolutely. You know, it's what's happening at the moment is terrible, but sometimes I have to say it is a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, especially if you have to travel to work. Um, and I believe me, traveling up hills and walking, it just really tires you out, especially oh. if you're doing a full day's work. Absolutely. We go as far as coffee now. We go as far as the coffee shop and back. Oh, at least we're getting definitely. out to the coffee shop. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Getting walking in. Good. Um, yes. So yeah. it's funny because I I was reading your bio and um, you met your husband online um, in the year 2015, right, and got married in 2017, which is the same sort of dates as my when I met my husband and got married. So, again, yeah. that is just so funny. Um, so, so tell me how you met your husband. I know you met him online. Was it love at first sight? We, we actually had, um, it was actually quite a cute story because we met briefly online and it was, um, it was a chat for a couple of hours and at that stage it was my first online experience. Mm-hmm. Um, very first? Couple of, very first. Wow. Um, and so we, yeah, so we both connected on my, the first time I've logged in, um, we, had a, we had a good chat and we found out we had a lot in common and he passed on his details and. Um, and then I kind of, I think I kind of freaked out a bit. So I logged out and I never logged back in and he wasn't able to contact me because apparently when we log out of the app, you can't really go back to that conversation. I didn't know that. So he found me on Facebook and he, he left me a note. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't check that note till about two months later. <gasps> two months later? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so he persevered um, then? Well, he he didn't. He sent me the note, yeah, and he I didn't check it till about two months later. And I was at work one day, and I opened Facebook at work, and um, and I checked the note, and I found it, and I connected with him, and 
we literally spoke every day since. Um, and we just hit it off. We we met and we just, we both knew. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's such a lovely story. And so how far into the relationship did you start discussing family? So um, we both knew we wanted to have family for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we probably discussed how many kids we would we would like ideally about two or three months before we got married Mm -hmm. so those conversations started coming up and we were both on the same page we both said we'd love two or three kids so tell me when you started to think that something wasn't quite right we were married and then we decided that we'd start trying a year into the marriage so we really wanted to just spend that time Mm -hmm. together for the first year of our marriage and travel and Mm -hmm. um, just sort of you know have that relaxation enjoy ourselves Um, so we did that and then a year into our marriage we started trying Um, I did consult my GP about two or three months Mm -hmm. into it and we just discussed with him and said is there anything we sort of need to take into consideration and um, all the usual health and um, just getting our health on track and you know just looking after looking after ourselves and just really he, I think his advice was more so mm. just enjoy and have fun with it and don't put too much stress on yourself so um yeah so mm. I, I think it was because it was really early stages for us and it was still we had only been trying for it two or three months at that stage so um we decided to go down yeah. the path because my period was quite irregular we decided to go down the path of just using the ovulation digital tests that you buy at the supermarket. So um, yep. so I was using those month by month. Mm-hmm. You know, it is just sort of. <laughs> um, and how did that work yeah, out? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's quite interesting because they were so irregular. There were some days where, you know, you'd ovulate half mm. like a, a, on your day 14 or 15 and then there were other days when I'd ovulate on day 22. So I think at that stage I started feeling a bit sort of yeah. like, okay, this seems a bit maybe out of whack. I wasn't sure if that was right. I guess it was the first time mm. I really took the time to sit mm. down and monitor yeah. my cycle. Yeah, right. Um, Had you not um, monitored your cycles beforehand? I hadn't. No, I hadn't really monitored them before. And I think that's one thing that I sort of wish I had done in the past. Yeah. Um, mm. Just taken the time to just sort of, just understand my body and mm. monitor the way my cycles are because I think for me it was I was irregular and I sort of just accepted the fact that I was yeah yeah uh, and for such a long time yeah and did you think about going to the GP to say okay right my periods are actually irregular is there something that you could investigate in or did you just accept that, that I just accepted it and I probably there's probably another thing I should have done just raised it with the GP mm. um but he did suggest going through ovulation, the, using the ovulation um, sticks just to make yep. sure that we we weren't sort of missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we and then we went we went down that path and we continued on for about ten months or so. Um, and then at that stage, mm-hmm. I I had a f- close friend of mine that was um, going through a few issues and was engaged um, was engaging a fertility specialist at IVF Australia. Yep. Um, and she was really, she really highly recommended him. Um, she was really comfortable with him. She also had other friends that had um, 
been seeing him and had great results. So mm. I think at that stage, even though I hadn't been, I hadn't been recommended by my GP, yeah. um, I was really a sort of at that stage wanted to um, get in touch with my, with that fertility specialist and make yeah. an appointment. Mm. Um, so I did consult my GP and I had a, had a chat to him and I asked him if he'd support me and, and give me a referral yeah. so I could see him and he was absolutely supportive of that. Yeah. Um, so at that stage he gave me a referral and I made the appointment and um, m- both my husband and I went in to see the GP. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the fertility specialist. Yeah. And um, and so when you walked into your fertility specialist room, set the scene for me, how did you go about the next stage in your process? Yeah, so um, so you, obviously because you've seen the same uh, fertility specialist, so it's quite straightforward. Yeah. It was It was just... Down, down to business as soon as we got there um he was just firing the questions yeah, he out it, he, he doesn't have yeah there's there's no fluffy side to him no. at all no and I, I think that's why my husband got on well with him yes because he yes. was like straight down the line and this is the fact this is it let's go well that's what we wanted but that's what we were after we just we just wanted the, the no nonsense and straight down yeah. um I can take that sort of information I'm good with that sort of information so um mm. He, he was just, he just fired us with a question. So age, um, what sort of occupation do you do? Um, mm. um, you know, what are your daily activities like as uh, in terms of like, it, you know, are you sort of engaging in any high, highly stressful, I guess, um, activities or work related? Yeah. Um, what yeah. are your cycles like? Uh, have you been pregnant before? How long have you been trying? Um, so yeah. all those sort of questions and then also also asking my husband um, questions as well in terms of his mm. occupation and um, and what, what he does yeah what he does for work and um, his mm. age and if he's ever um, if he has any children so mm. all those sort of questions just to start off with mm. um, yeah and then at that stage we sort of decided to um, we started off with the tests so obviously I had to go to back and do some blood tests just to sort yeah. of go through our um our history a bit and mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. where we're at with our health so at that stage yeah. um we did the blood test and then he also requested um my partner do a um semen analysis so he yep. specimen test as well so mm-hmm. that was the first step at that stage yep. um he did go through the different procedures available and what path we could possibly or potentially go down um, mm-hmm. in terms of um, if it was an IVF procedure or if we'd be going on uh, more of a cycle, just monitoring our cycle with um, with some medication or um, yeah. like electrozole or whatever it may be or mm-hmm. going through the um, insemination procedure so there were different procedures that he sort of went through with us as well so at that stage we didn't know where we were going it was just get the test done and then we'll take it from there when you got the test results back and um what were the the test results and um at that particular stage were you discussing with your husband okay right depending on what the test results say this is what we're going to do moving forward. Yeah. So at that stage, we started discussing when we went back, even before the test results came out, we started discussing the different options mm-hmm. um, and and what what path we would go down. Because I guess 
um, we've got to think of finances too. So if we were going down the IVF path, then mm -hmm. obviously we've got to start thinking about that as well because, um, yeah, you obviously it starts to get a bit expensive. Yeah. And at that stage we had just started building our our home as well. So right. we had we had a mortgage to pay and we yeah. had that to think about as well. There was a few things going on. Mm -hmm. um, so the test results came back and everything on my end seemed to be um, – quite I guess uh, everything was sort of in in check and it didn't seem to be any issues mm -hmm. um however on my husband's side the sperm count tended was tending to um show up quite low yeah and not quite where it needed to be so um at that stage Dr Sachs um did mention that it could have been or most likely would have been the issue um and, yeah, while we were trying to, con to conceive for so long and it right. wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so at that stage we started discussing the option of IVF going down ICSI. Right, um, okay. Did um, you not want to go down the route where um, he tried to increase it by, you know, diet and changing his lifestyle, et cetera? Yeah, and that was, that was something we discussed as well, but it, the way the results were showing up and the reason why the sperm count was so low um, wasn't guaranteed that if we did go down um, the diet, like changing the diet or incorporating more, as mm -hmm. they say, walnuts and oysters and all this sort of stuff and exercise or weight loss, um, that it would improve it. Mm. So we discussed whether it was a gamble in yeah. waiting a year mm. to see if it would improve and if that was going to potentially affect my egg count perhaps or um so we decided to go down the IVF path yeah at that stage and we just thought that would be the best option and um and our mm -hmm. fertility specialist also um agreed with that so he just um yeah at that stage he felt that that was going to be the best option for us if we wanted to get um if we wanted to get pregnant sooner than later and start a family sooner than later especially given our age as well tell me about the first uh, round of IVF that you did um, how did you prepare yourself going into that first round of IVF um, were you concerned about you know all the injections what were you what were you feeling what was going through your head um, needles 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 I am petrified of needles I have been known to run away from doctors when they're giving me a blood test so the whole time I just kept it was so funny because I remember on the being on the way to the first appointment where they had to do orientation and take us through um, take us through how we would inject and start that first cycle. And I was yeah. just petrified of like oh, those needles. Um, and my husband's pretty relaxed. He's like, you'll be right. You'll be fine. I'll, you know, I'll help you through these. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. We got there and the nurse just brought out that massive bag full of everything. <laughs> It's so intimidating, right? The 500 needles and the swabs and the, oh, God. My head, I was probably in a different headspace. I was just like I could see her mouth moving and I was yeah. like, what is going on? Just not um, retaining the information. No, and because I, I thought I was so prepared for this. I was mentally like on board with this. We were both so excited. Mm. We knew this was going to. This is going to be like where we needed to, you know. This is this is going to be the right path for us. Um, but I guess when you get there, it's just so many emotions because you're sort of mm. starting the journey, and it's just it just feels a bit surreal. So, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, it was quite intimidating. My husband was right on board. He was the doctor at that stage. I was like, <laughs> you go through the procedure of how we how we inject and how we fill up syringes and all that sort of stuff and I'll just yeah. be there for the jab. Yeah. So, um, but the nurse was... So he injected you? He did. He did it all. Uh, towards the end, yeah. I was a pro. I was just injecting those needles <gasps> at dinner and at the restaurants wow. and yeah so I think it became second nature um it was almost sad when I had the last needle eventually um mm. after falling pregnant it was almost sad to part with it all because I just felt like it was part of my journey yeah sounds a bit weird but um <laughs> yeah that final needle okay so how many rounds of IVF did you go through before having a positive yeah, so we um, so we did the the first round, um, and then we extracted um, we extracted twenty one eggs, and That's then a from fantastic harvest. It was it was amazing. So, and then from there we got um, we had eight embryos, but um, through mm-hmm. the process, a couple of them sort of died off. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so we we end up with five healthy ones. Yeah, um, right, and. We went and uh, we went through embryo transfer of the five, uh, sorry, of the five, and they mm. were all unsuccessful. Right. So after the third, um, Doctor Sachs called us back in, back into um, the clinic, and we discussed the options um, moving forward because we just couldn't understand what the reason yeah. as to why they weren't working. Um, yeah. We hadn't tested the embryos, but based on um, based on the, both our health and the grading of the embryos because there was such a high grading, mm-hmm. um, we were confident that they would work. So when they didn't, yeah. mm. we started going down um, the path of doing a few more tests. And, yeah. um, and from there, Dr. Sachs recommended we go through uh, the Bondi protocol. So, right. Yes. Interesting. Yes, they're using the Clexane um, injections in conjunction with the other ones. And also um, we just, and we continued with the, so after the third, we continued with the next two and they were both unsuccessful. Um, so when we went into the next round to how, to get the next um, lot of eggs out and, and have them um, form embryos, we decided that we would uh, go through a procedure called um, it was it was like the zooming. I think it's times seven hundred, perhaps. Sorry if I've got that wrong, but mm. uh, basically, it's a magnifying mm. technique where they magnify onto a sperm to actually assess it and see uh, um. and find the best sperm possible. And based yeah. on based on the um, its formation, I guess. So I might be saying that wrong. <laughs> Sorry, but is this ICSI um, you're talking about? It's ICSI, but it's a new technique where they actually magnify it a lot mm. further to find out. And obviously, the cost is dearer, so that was yeah. another investment for us. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we decided we would go through uh, the genetic testing for all the embryos, which would take a bit longer as they had to send them back to a lab. And it is an additional cost, which is yeah. about five thousand dollars or so so from there we got we went through another um another round and and we yeah. we had our embryos and we got them tested and four came back four came back normal one was abnormal yeah okay uh, so 
from from then we yeah mm-hmm. we the, after that the first um the first embryo we transferred was positive fantastic yeah and then we got that positive oh i bet you were like oh my goodness if only i knew in this at the beginning yeah it was a bit like that and and you do have people saying why don't you do this from the beginning and i mean it's, it's yeah. almost like just um, finding the right path and having Dr. Sachs guide us in the right direction. Um, but you, you just, you really don't have all the answers. You know, it's not, mm. you can't guarantee success, you know, especially when your tests are coming out and, and everything is okay on my end. And so, me, so we've identified the problem with my husband and we've, you know, mm-hmm. and everything seems to be matching up, but then it's just still not working. So I guess at that stage, yeah. It, we wouldn't have invested the extra five and a half thousand dollars to get the additional testing done because there was no reason for us to believe mm. it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Now, now looking back on it, it was amazing, but I didn't. I almost felt like it was the first time. I just, um, I think after that round had went forward, I thought to myself, "Okay, I'm just going to let go now." just going to go with it. I'm just, it is what it is. Uh, I was, I felt a lot more relaxed. Right. So you just literally surrendered to the whole process. You were just like, look, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I, I think at that stage it was, it was a different, it was a different cycle for me. It was a different round. I just need, I, I felt uh, mentally I was in a different headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt a lot more relaxed. I think I sort of just needed to come to terms with that because it's almost deflating when you're yeah yeah so it's quite funny isn't it that you say you know as soon as I started to relax and that's what most women going through their whole fertility journey can't stand that that word just relax but then you know it's quite funny when actually when you do start to to relax (laughs) and, and not stress about things things start to happen I know. it's it's you know you're in a bit of a rock and a hard place <laughs> well that's the thing I think it's uh you know it's easy for people to say just relax and things will work out yeah. but in your mind you, you almost have to just to come to terms with it and perhaps it was just a way for me to cope and not go because it, it just felt like so much grief every time I got a negative yeah um, and because all that hard work you know that we both put in um my husband mm. is amazing he's the most supportive partner and I think that was a big part of why we both got through this and um and I, th- I think we've done like an amazing job sort of yeah. getting through the last year um the way we did I didn't feel like even though it felt like such heartbreak every time I got a negative I still felt like I yeah. was strong and I got through the next one so um yeah. When we, when we got the, the, the round that we got the positive, I just sort of let go and I thought when I mean relax, I meant not Googling as much, um, not being yeah. so obsessive about putting my sock, yeah. you know, keeping your feet warm and eating what you need to mm. eat and adding that extra, uh, you know, extra avocado to my morning ritual yeah. to get, you know, all those like yeah. good nutrients. And I, I just sort yeah. of was a bit more relaxed and I thought, mm-hmm. You know, I was being smart about it by not doing any hectic exercise because I, it's it's not me anyway. So I sort of was a bit yeah. more relaxed. Um, put my feet up. I I enjoyed the chocolate bar that was there. Yeah. I watched <laughs> movies. I vegged out. I was just like, I'm just yeah. gonna go with it. I'm just not gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go with, yeah. 
so that very interesting. So when you got the the uh, phone call to say it was positive, where were you, and you know what were you feel? What what was going through your mind? Um, I was at work that morning. It was actually oh. quite funny because. We, I always got the phone calls at work, but my nurses were amazing. They were so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost look forward to, to them calling me every time, every day about the blood test results and all that because I yeah. really, really loved yeah. chatting to them. It was quite, it was quite comforting for me. So um, oh, yeah. I never really dreaded the calls, but um, I got that mm. call that morning, and it was the first time I hadn't had my period the day. Because I, because I was getting my period um, on a certain day every time I did a transfer, and I and it was late by about three or four days, so I sort of had right. a feeling, but um, mm. I sort of had a feeling. But that morning, I got my period. So yeah. as she called me, I was sort of like, "Here we go, here's the call." But I, I, I had my period, but it it turns out it it wasn't. I'm not wasn't. sure what it was, but. Um, because she called me and said, um, do you have a moment? Can you step away from your desk or just go in a quiet place or whatever? Mm. Um, so I went outside on the balcony at work and she just yeah. said, um, Rose, I'm so excited to tell you you've got a positive. <laughs> <laughs> and my body went numb. I had a meeting in nine minutes. I had to go to the meeting room. I was like, what is going on? Like I literally couldn't feel my fingers or my toes. <laughs> it was like an hour body experience, right? I was just laughing. I just I was just laughing on the phone. I was like, this is nuts. Like I just could not believe it because it was late. Like my period was late and then I got it and I was like, but I got my period. She's like, body's a weird thing. <laughs> like yeah just you know i'm not sure what it is but it's come up and it's the the levels are really high and it's looking great so um yeah i know and i thought (laughs) you know when i got off the phone with her i thought okay i'm gonna keep this a surprise until my husband when i get home tonight because i really want to see his you know his facial expressions when i break the news so you didn't so you didn't tell him until you got home well no i didn't i went into the next meeting i walked into the meeting i couldn't even tell you what that meeting was about because i just sat there and it was just did you tell anyone at work no i didn't so you didn't tell anyone like so this so this is a whole secret and you're beaming inside dying to tell someone so i didn't tell anyone for about an hour and then I went and then after that meeting, I went back on the balcony and I called my husband and I said, where are you? And um, and he had just got home from work and I said, is anyone with you? Uh, and he mm-hmm. said, no. And I told him and I said, we're, preg- mm-hmm. we're pregnant. And he was just like, what? <laughs> like he was just a surprise. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was just as surprised as I was. So it was pretty cool. Like, it was just, a, it, was, it was quite beautiful actually because we were just laughing. Yeah. We were like, this is crazy. He's like, you were, you were in, like, you know, you were in all sorts this morning. You got your periods. You were, like, freaking out. Yeah. What's, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I'm pregnant. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, just a different feeling. I felt like I was floating. Yeah. But I was still oh, sceptical. Yeah. I was like, I still, I still didn't want to get my hopes up because I just wanted to make sure we just got through those few weeks and yeah, you yeah. know it was kind of sort of scary so um yeah so we sort of kept it to ourselves so we made a pact that we wouldn't say anything to the family or anyone until yeah. we were in the all clear 
Um, yeah. So we kept it to ourselves and we went back, oh. we went back for blood tests to um, every, mm. every week for about three weeks just to make sure that the, everything was yeah. going, you know, all the hormone levels were, were where they needed to be and they were. And then Christmas Eve we had our first scan and we saw the heartbeat, which was amazing. Um, mm. And that was with Dr. What a beautiful Christmas present. Yeah, it was because we, we went, we did that, and then we went to my parents for Christmas Eve dinner. And I was just dying to tell them, but we kept it to ourselves. Oh <laughs> so when did you tell everyone on Christmas Day? No, no. So we waited. Uh, we waited at the three month. Um, oh, you did the twelve week mark. Yeah, and yeah. we invited yeah. our families over for breakfast to our house and. We broke the news to them, and it was. I just wish I filmed oh. it. I just wish I filmed it. <laughs> oh, that must they must be tears in every uh, corner. Yeah, they were really excited. I think they knew we wanted this for so long, and um, and they, you know, we told a few of them. We, we decided not to tell our parents that we were going through. We did, we did tell our siblings, but we decided not to tell our parents we were going through the IVF procedure only because we just mm. we just didn't want them to stress because we were stressed or feel like disappointed when we were so deflated if it failed and we just didn't want to put them through that I thought we Mm. just made the decision to sort of leave them out of it while we were going through the process until we yeah yeah Yeah. until we found out we were pregnant so yeah yeah fantastic what a great story it's a great story yeah, it's a beautiful story. It's and it's a journey. Look, there's so much ups and downs that you've gone through, but what have you learned more about yourself going through this? I'd say um I'd say, you know, I I always thought I was sort of weaker than I was. <laughs> so, as right. in sorry, I should rephrase that. I didn't think I was as strong mm. as I was until I got through that both emotionally, physically, um I guess you know you're always so you're always so afraid to put yourself in these vulnerable situations, especially when you hear something like you've got a negative pregnancy test or an mm. IVF you know round has failed, especially when you've mm. put so much heart into it and you know it's so expensive and you just like mm. and you're getting to the age where you're like, oh my god, is this going to work out for us? Yeah. And so um, I, I think I'm I'm quite proud of myself and both my husband and I as a couple um, mm. in how we've sort of got through it. Um, mm. I think it's sort of, yeah, it really, that, that's why I love sharing this story because I feel quite proud of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Proud that we got through it. Yeah. It also um, solidifies your your relationship yeah. with your husband because you've gone through this together and had to rely on each other. Um because it could go either way. You know, I've heard st- some stories where it's just, you know, hasn't worked, unfortunately, yeah. um, because of the stress. Um, in, in some instance, like it brings you closer and you start having an appreciation for them. Um, Absolutely. It's, you just need the most important, most important thing is just to have that support network and, that, and a, par- a partner that's, you know, supportive of everything during it. Um, yeah. and, and you can't forget they're going through it as well, you know, just because yeah. we're going through this and our bodies are going through this, like it's a, it's a massive it's a massive weight on their shoulders as well because they're almost worried about us and then they feel like mm. it's probably their issue and it's just like, you know, it, in the end of the day you you can't focus on 
each as an individual, you need to be in this together and it's it's something you're doing together as a team. So yeah. um, that was really important. I don't think I would be able to get through this if I was to do this with anyone else. It's definitely yeah. like, yeah. It's almost like, you know, um, your whole relationship was chosen to go through this particular journey. Absolutely. That's why you gravitated towards each other. It's just like a match made in heaven. Absolutely. I think that's the way I honestly think about it all the time. I just look back and I'm like, this is the journey we're supposed to take. This was our journey. It's Yeah. 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 Knowing what you know now, would you do anything differently? I don't think I would. I, I, I don't. I mean, knowing what I know mm-hmm. now in terms of perhaps have tested the embryos or had did the Zoom technique where we could actually choose a better quality sperm. If I knew that from the beginning, yes, we would have gone down that path. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess that's mm. we just didn't know. And um, so we would have done that differently for sure. Yeah. But, um, I don't think we would have changed anything else. I think everything sort of happened the way it should have um, for us. And in terms of mm. how yeah. I looked yeah. after myself during um, the two the two week wait, uh, I don't think I would have changed anything differently. Mm-hmm. I guess there's no real, no yeah. real study behind, or real evidence, I should say, behind something actually working in terms of techniques we can use for implantation. So, uh, yeah, my fertility specialist advice was yeah. just go home, laugh lots, cuddle lots. You know, just. Um, yeah. that, that was his advice. <laughs> Lastly, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? I miss those days. Um, my gosh. Go out and party. Enjoy life. <laughs> no, I'd probably say, uh, <laughs> look, I, you know, I just wish I sort of paid attention. I mean, it's easy for me to say now, but I wish I did pay more attention to, um, I guess, my cycle. And, yeah. you know, although that wasn't a huge aspect, um, in terms of why we went down the IVF path, I just, I feel like I just wish I paid more attention to that and, um, mm. and maybe pinpointed, um, you know, ways I could monitor it closely and yeah. um, find out maybe reasons why it was irregular. I mean, yeah. may not be considered irregular if I'm still ovulating and I'm still getting my period, but um, it was just a bit out of whack. So I just, yeah, maybe just paying more attention to myself in that sense. Um, but I don't think I, I don't think anything in our circumstance could have changed um, if I did anything differently as a twenty-year-old. So I'd, I'd still yeah. say, you know, I, I always felt in my heart that I wouldn't be having kids till I was in my mid-thirties anyway. You know, I'm all, I've always been at peace with that. It was never a, I should have had kids when I was twenty-five or I was thirty. So mm. it's it's never re- the age factor was never really a huge thing for me yeah. um, because I really believed in my heart that it would happen. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. And when the time was right, and the time is right now, so yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's all about timing. I know that you know lots of people say, oh, you know, all within timing, but in some cases, it, it, it is actually true, all in timing. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I could have had kids in my mid-20s back in those days. Oh, goodness, definitely not. I was just no wasn't, ready, wasn't even ready in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> only, <laughs> my first one. 
well, you're only really ready until you're like fall pregnant and you're like, oh, this is it. Yeah, yeah, Shit, yeah. This definitely. is happening. <laughs> Mm. yeah no absolutely well rose thank you so much for taking the time out and you know just talking to you and listening to your story it's really encouraging and um and i'm so glad that you've had you know such a positive result and you know it seems like you've laughed along the way and i hope this um episode you know really helps someone who's on their journey at the moment you know especially asking you know their fertility specialists perhaps some of the genetic testings that you've done yeah i hope so and thank you also for um introducing you know i remember when when at the time our mutual friend sandra um mentioned to me because she walked into work and I said to her you know I just wish there was something like a I honestly remember that day and I said I wish there was something like a fertility expo or something we could sort of get involved with in Sydney because there's nothing and I I honestly I promise you she said to me you know what a friend of mine has just started and is and there's a new fertility expo coming up that time and she sent me the details. I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you joking? I called oh my, my husband gosh. that day and I said to him, do you remember when I was telling you this morning yeah. about Fertility Expo? I wish there was something along those lines because I was so involved with it at that stage and I just wanted to soak in every bit of yeah. information. I said, you wouldn't believe I saw yeah. Sandra today. It was like it was just sent to me from God. And she said to me that her friend was starting oh it. Yeah. Goodness. And I was so excited to go and um, – and I got a few friends along on board oh and I was like, let's go. And then and then I and then I went in for my MBA yeah. transfer and Dr. Sachs did the transfer yeah, and he's like, yeah. I've got to go to the seminar. And he spoke. He spoke. Yeah. I was like, I'm coming too. And he's he's like, You're staying right there. <laughs> no, you're not. He's like, You're going home to rest. <laughs> yeah. 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 How funny. Do you know what? I just sometimes I actually don't believe in coincidences. Um, I just think that, you know, that at that particular time, that's what you needed yes. and that's what yeah. was delivered to you. And definitely, you know, there's signs in, or the universe is really speaking to you and, yeah, and it just Absolutely. gets delivered to you. Yeah, it was amazing. Fantastic. So that's, keep that's doing what amazing. you're doing because it's honestly, it's just we needed this, I think, in in Australia. We just needed this and we didn't. there was nothing of the sort. So um, I think it's going to help a lot yeah. of women and sort of get them together and hopefully get more of this and people to speak up and share more of their story because it just yeah. allows a lot yeah, more definitely. Yeah, comfort, I guess. Yes, and, you know, gives hope. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, Rose, thank you so much. And thank you so much for the encouragement. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks, oh, lovely Stella. talking to you. You too. And speak to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye. I loved hearing Rose's story because she had a vision. She had a vision of her family. Now, after six rounds of IVF, you wouldn't have blamed Rose, right, for looking at other options. But her sheer determination and trusting the process she was going through is such an encouragement and something to be really proud of. You know, it's food for thought, right? Sometimes, just sometimes, we might have to release the pain, the worry and anxiety and let go of the things that we're not able to control before we actually see the desires of our heart. And I'm not talking about just family. I'm talking about other areas too. So thank you so much for listening today. And if you'd like to reach out and discuss any topics in today's episode, please do. Don't be shy. I'm Ella. And until next week, please keep safe. Thank you.